All right, ladies and gentlemen, I have a man who's a happily married man, a father. He's a John Maxwell certified coach, a Zig Ziglar coach and trainer. And more importantly to me personally, I've met a lot of people over the years. He's truly one of the most warmest, kindest human beings I've come to know. He'll even kick you in the butt when needed. My, my guest today is Steve Krivda. Welcome. Hey, Chris. It's good to be here, man. I'm uh, honored and privileged to hang out with you for a little bit here today and, and just, man, just be with you, bro. You're, you're, um, man, thank you for that introduction. I really appreciate that. Uh, you and your wife, Angela, are just extraordinary people. And any, anytime we can hang out and talk, and especially on, um, I'm sure that we're going to get around to some pretty amazing topics here. Uh, <laughs> I, one of the greatest things about this conversation is that I prefer not to be prefaced. I love just going off the cuff and, and being, uh, just letting, letting God take us where he wants to take us. That's great. That's great. First question I have for you is, um, you know, all those accolades and everything, but How'd you get started? Because, like, I'm sure you didn't come out of the womb as a, a Zig Ziglar and John Maxwell coach. <laughs> that sure would have made it would have made things a lot easier. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I it's very interesting you said that. I just had a conversation with a gentleman this morning, and we're talking about the journeys that we have through life, and it's very. Um, we 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 tend to, and I'll preface what I'm going to tell you about how I got this started uh, with this. I, I, it took me a long time to understand this concept. With I don't believe things happen to us. I believe they happen for us. And we're constantly being molded, guided, and directed in our journey. Uh, we don't know what our destination looks like, uh, but if we can just enjoy the ride and allow it, allow it to unfold, uh, things kind of just work themselves out. So how did I get started here in coaching? Whew. Uh, I, I grew up as – and my parents are great people. I love – my mom and dad were awesome, very encouraging and supporting, uh, always told me what – uh, you know, I could be what, be and do whatever I want. Uh, however, uh, that's not what the voices in my head were telling me. They were telling me <laughs> something different. Uh, <laughs> uh, they were questioning my value, questioning who I am uh, on a constant basis. And it was just, a, you know, I sat back and I look at my, look at my earlier days at the incredible lack of self-confidence and how painful that was. Mm. And I ended up getting into martial arts. I keep, I keep bouncing off between 91 and 92, but it was right around in that area. And when I came into martial arts, it wasn't the ability to, to hold my fists up that gave me the confidence. It was how I was being spoken to by my martial arts instructor and how he spoke, you know, even though I was this overweight kid that came out of high school with no direction in life, uh, he saw something bigger in me that I just saw in myself. And I didn't realize how impactful that was until way later in my life. And I saw how he impacted me and I pulled that into myself, into martial arts. And when I became the lead instructor there and was running the school, I was able to pour into other people as he did with me. And looking back, uh, that was a big deal um, because I still speak to some of those. And I, if we, can, we can get into the stories later. I still speak to my students, uh, which is amazing. And I believe that there's no more fulfill, no more fulfilling thing to do and to serve people. Uh, so I needed to equip myself. <laughs> I needed to being certified is cool, but doesn't mean you're qualified. Uh, so I, I, I hung out with the people that I hung out with the people that, that were doing what I wanted to do, that were creating the impact that I wanted to create. And so I went on this journey to become qualified to have that conversation with people. Wow. Wow. 
I would say you're definitely um, qualified. Uh, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things is, is like, uh, I heard a statement the other day. I, uh, if you give me six hours to cut down a tree, I'll spend the first four sharpening my saw or axe, and the next two cutting it down. Um, <clears throat> I think it's always good to always be improving, right? Never stop. You've never reached the pinnacle. Um, so with that being said, is how has your faith played a role in this? Because I think that's important as well. Uh, faith is everything. It's the basis of all the, everything. You know, <clears throat> I look at, I'm glad that we went here today, Chris. Um, I was uh, talking with somebody yesterday about grace. And I said, you, and we were talking about, you know, we're, we're constantly on this, this journey for freedom. And we use financial freedom, relational freedom, and all these different labels on freedom. Well, there really is no freedom unless you accept grace, which when you accept grace, you also allow a space for self-forgiveness of who we thought we were. So when we, when we look at that moment, those that have been on this, the, the journey that, uh, if you've ever been on, you, everybody knows the moment. That moment when you were spoken to and you realized you've been, you, you're able to shake off those chains that have been holding you back. And that, that day of freedom was very incredibly apparent for me back in 2010. And I'll, I'll never in my life, I'll never be the same after that. Um, so my faith is what keeps me strong. You know, it keeps me forward thinking on hope that no matter what is going on, no matter, this, this is great for this time in, in place right now, um, <laughs> as a time of this recording, we're, we're kind of having some world stuff going on and I'm not sitting in the moment, man. I'm so far advanced in my thinking and not in the thinking, thinking, but in timeline that no matter where we are, what we're doing, we're, we're taken care of. We're okay. You know, we have, we have somebody lifting us up when we fall. We have someone to look to, towards hope. And uh, so my faith is, is behind all that I do. Um, regardless of it coming out in conversation, it's an underlying tone of everything that I speak. Yes, I, I see that. I see that quite a bit uh, in your Facebook lives and every, like even when your conversations with me, I've seen that. Uh, speaking of your aha moment or your light bulb moment, tell us a little bit about that if you, if you like. I think that'd be good for people listening to this and they don't know who you are. Everyone thinks like, when they see someone like you, they, they think you always have, been, have made it, you know? So I, I know a little bit about your story. So tell them a little bit about your aha moment and uh, <clears throat> I'll let you go from there. There were two. <clears throat> uh, and, and, I, and I say 2010, I got baptized in 2010. That was kind of the beginning of their journey, which I didn't realize. <laughs> uh, one of the coolest things my father-in-law said to me was, he says, even though you're being baptized, you have to understand that life is not going to get easier now. It's going to get harder. Best advice I had ever heard. Uh, <laughs> so when I take a look at the aha moment, there were, there were two. But if we're going to go around faith, I, I was sitting at a concert, a Christian concert with, with Danielle, my wife, and my, and my, my in-laws, uh, Kendall and Mary. And the song Redeemed by Big Daddy Weave, because that's who was in concert, came on. And I'm listening to the, and I've, I've heard his song countless times. And for some reason that night, I heard, um, you can shake off these heavy chains and wipe away every stain. And I sat back for a moment and I said, 
(laughs) (laughs) I just, I just completely broke down. I just felt this overwhelming sense of lightness and the freedom. I mean, and in fact, Danielle looked at me and I, at that point in time, I didn't, you don't cry because, you know, men don't cry, <laughs> and which is a ridiculous statement. By but the way. we don't. Uh, I, I would have got that memo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, men, confident men cry. <laughs> so I, uh, I looked at her and she's like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And I said, I just remember leaning over and I said, um, is this what, is this what, is this what grace feels like? And she's like, judging by what I see in front of me right now, yeah. That that's amazing, Steve. I, I want to I want to touch on something real quick. You you said you're in your mind and and in your thought process, you're so far ahead of where we are currently. But that moment still transcends time. It's still touching you to this day. I think that's important for us to relay to whoever might pick up this video this year, five years, ten years from now, that grace still touches people um where they were and where they are because god isn't bound by time he's actually times inside of him so when when you get touched by him it's all through space and time yeah so i think that's important for people to see because i see you and it still ministers to you if i can use that word uh today absolutely no question man um, I like that you. I like that you said, "Time is in God." I had a hard time explaining that to somebody. That as human beings, we have this linear timeline that we constantly are on, and God's everywhere all the time. And it's uh, I like that. That's a really cool statement. I heard a preacher once say he said that uh, God's most his second most proof that he loved man. Excuse me. Was uh, his second proof that he loved man was he created time. Mm. because if we would have been stuck in eternity, there would be no room for grace or repentance. Mm. So his, his, and his first was sending Jesus. So, uh, and that's one A and one B because he couldn't send Jesus. There's no time. So, uh, you could argue that time was actually the creation of time was God's greatest gift to man. But, um, I want to also plug in because we do a lot. We're both in business. We're both men of faith. I also want to plug in, uh, where, you had your biggest business aha moment because I think that's important for people as well. Cause um, I'm someone of faith, but I also believe that we have to be practical in our faith. We can't just be uh, so heavenly minded. We're no earthly good. And sometimes people take that out of con- that thought out of context and be like, well, you pray too much. I don't think you can pray too much, but you got to do something after you've done praying. It's not just, pray and believe that God's going to give you a winning lottery ticket. It's go out and do some work. So your aha moment for your business side of yourself or um, that as well is important. Yeah. I was just writing down, uh, uh, I wrote down something because I want to make sure that I I come to it. You know, it's interesting when we get these thoughts, like, oh yeah, the, oh yeah, is not us speaking to ourselves. (laughs) So uh, in, in my aha moment was very, uh, it was back in 2013. And <clears throat> what was interesting about it was I was going to these different conferences in different places to educate myself, to learn how to make more money and 
and all these kinds of different, you know, basically to, to create success. My, my then definition of success was around money and what I could do with that money. And not what you think of what I could do about money, but how I'm going to buy a bigger house and all these kinds of different things and provide for my family. And I went to this conference and I realized how incredibly selfish I was being in everything that I was doing. I was thinking about me first and I had my family in the, in the fort and like right there with me. I was a little bit ahead of them though. As my ego was driving about everything I was doing. <laughs> and uh, even, even with, even with being baptized and having different moments, it was still, I didn't realize what I was doing. Uh, so <clears throat> the aha moment came down to, well, what is, what's missing from what I'm doing? Why am I not creating the impact I want to create? And it was the, the motive behind my serving. The motive behind my serving was like, yeah, I want people to feel great and I want people to, you know, create success for themselves. However, as long as I got my success, I'm good. And that was backwards. And when I look at you, you, you asked me earlier, how does my faith play in all this and how does everything start coming together? And then the aha moment in my, in my business is that was around the time that I really understand, I understood serving and serving without any intention for sales or money or anything like that, just creating an impact in somebody's life with a product service opportunity or a conversation. And as that started happening, all of a sudden I was like, I said, you know what? I put myself to the front so much that it's, it's, it's not doing anything. So if I take a look at Christ's example, he didn't say, Hey, just so you guys know, God's son right here. If you want to listen to me, might want to do that. He didn't do that at all. He served and they were like, who are you? See, it was the opposite. When he, when he gave everything he had, that's when things came. And, he, and again, the intention wasn't to say, Hey, look at me. That was just the byproduct of him serving at such a high level. Like, who are you? And he's like, well, I am the great I am. If you know my father, you know me. And they're like, oh, I got it. <laughs> and it wasn't, so I love that. And, and, when, um, and, and when I started taking a look at all of that and putting it together, and then I realized something else. I was speaking to people from my point of view. Mm. So I had to turn that. Not everybody's Steve. Thank goodness, by the way. <laughs> I, I had to remember that everybody's their own individual person. So within a couple of minutes, I, I, one of the things that I really worked on hardcore was to understand people and to listen to how they're speaking to me so I can speak to them from where, just like he did, meet them where they are. Uh, the second piece of that was fear. I was terrified of about everything. Judgment, well, judgment. We can say judgment. Uh, basically, the, what stops most people uh, is the fear of judgment. We, say, we use fear of success, fear of failure, and all this kind of stuff, but what happens if somebody sees me fail? What happens if I create success and they see me fall? What happens if I create success and they see me not live up to the success? So it all comes down to how people are viewing me. Well, I'll tell you how the exercise went if, if we have a, a minute here on this. Are you cool with that? Sure, I'm good. So I go through this exercise and and I'm in this, I'm in this place and, and I've done this with a lot of my, my coaching clients and it's very powerful. And I, and, and I'll go through it kind of quick because it takes like 15, 20 minutes. But basically you're sitting in a room and everybody's watching you because you have your eyes closed. And you said, imagine right now everybody's looking at you 
And then you take them, you know, everybody in the city is now looking at you and everybody in your state, everybody in your country. Now that all the world, 6.5 to 7 billion people are all staring at you right now. They're all looking at you, judging you, looking at your eyebrows, your hair or no hair. They're all looking at all the flaws and everything that you have in your body and everything is, everybody's dialed in on you. And then we pull back, pull back, pull back, pull back, pull back. And you go, now you're sitting by yourself and you open your eyes and then you realize that everybody was also looking at everybody else. That everybody's the exact same person as you. And that, that fear that you think you have, other people have the exact same thing. So what makes you different than everybody else? Nothing. <laughs> We're all our own individual person. And I sat back for a minute and I went, whoa. My fear is a complete fabrication of what I think people are looking at me. In all reality, they're all going, I wonder why people, I wonder if people are looking at me and judging me. So we're all thinking the exact same thing and we're not judging each other. <laughs> so it, it, all of a sudden I was like, oh my goodness, you know, this fear is just a complete fabrication. And if you want to go biblical, fear didn't exist until the devil decided to say, you should be afraid of things. <laughs> <laughs> I want to touch on a couple of things. Uh, we, we, we both are in the attraction marketing space mm -hmm. and um, it started with magnetic marketing. And I think the, the, uh, uh, Example of Jesus, he was the best. He had the worst slogan, follow me. That was his slogan. Follow me. That was his slogan. And, but he had the great, greatest magnetic because he was such, like you said, he put such value ahead of himself and he led with value that he attracted people. Exact opposite of what most people do. Um, so I, I heard that in what you were saying, um, underlying. Uh, I thought that was interesting and then the other thing i heard was that um we all struggle with something we, we all and when you think you're not great there's some greatness in you when you think you're great there's some not greatness in you so you got to juggle both those things at the same time not think more of yourself not think less of yourself there's a happy space in there that you have to live and enjoy yourself mm. so in I think you probably at this point, you, you're liking uh, the whole thing about um, you're enjoying coaching. I see you all over the place with coaching clients, coaching groups, um, and everything. So give me a little bit about what, what you see now and coming in, your, in the future. Um, can you give me a little bit more context when you mean by what's happening now? Oh, for, for, for what, what do you see yourself doing? Uh, as far as coaching and whatever, you, however you want to see the future for yourself, your family. And so get, right now we're in a time where people don't have hope. And I think it's important that they, we stop listening to negative one, but two is we hear other stories of hope because if we, I can go biblical on you for a second. The Bible says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So when you hear someone else's life story, that's their testimony. And when I hear what you have hope for, that gives me hope hmm. or gives someone else hope. So uh, if you could share that just a little bit, please. Sure. Great. Awesome. So I have the journey of coaching that I've been on has been very interesting. I went from coaching individuals uh, for a long time. Uh, <clears throat> and I still do that, by the way. It's not something I pushed away. Uh, it's it's the, the love, the, the person that I coach now is slightly different. So in the beginning, it was all 
deep, deep mindset coaching, just as deep as we can go. And which was awesome. I loved it. It was good at it. Uh, it was very, it was mentally draining, very mentally exhausting. Uh, and I can only do a few a day because I, by four or five o'clock, I was literally, I was so wiped out. I could barely have a conversation with my family because there were so many stories in my mind of listening to people and helping them through whatever was going on. And then I went from there to coaching uh, kind of the next level of person uh, instead of running away from running towards. So that, that, that was the transition there. And then I went, okay, so how can I continue doing what I'm doing and not leave the people that I've been coaching in the past? So the, where coaching is, is it's actually dead transition right now over the last probably eight to 12 months and moving forward is to impact impactors. Uh, people like yourself that are, are creating uh, impact in the world, you know what I mean? That are spreading this, this news of hope and equipping people to get past what they think is in the way and let them see your possibilities of impact and creating something for somebody else. Um, one of the things that it's so funny, my, my now coach uh, back in December of 2018, he says to me, what, what do you want your business to look like? And I said, I want to be working uh, as a coach. I want to have probably five to eight personal clients. And I want, I, and I want 12 coaches with me. And then I thought about it for a second. I'm like, man, I don't know why this number 12 keeps popping in my mind. He goes, Steve, 12 disciples. I went, whoa. I'm like, that's, that's a lot of responsibility for me to say 12 disciples. I'm not sure if I'm ready for that right now. And uh, so that was a funny conversation. However, that's coming to fruition right now. Um, I, right now I have two, two coaches working for me or working with me. I don't like saying working for me because they're creating impact themselves. And now I'm, um, uh, in the last probably let's see since September ish uh, I've created I've been able to help create around 20 coaches uh, they're not all working with me but they're out creating their own impact now so I'm that's that's the mission now is to create people that are not just certified in the coaching realm but are qualified to have that conversation understand their own greatness bring out their own story and, and inspire people with hope and then bring that conversation to fruition to where they can have, uh, they can not just impact one person, but they see the neatest thing about coaching is when you impact someone like yourself, Chris, it doesn't just impact you. It impacts, you know, your wife, if you have children it impacts your children and then those children are impacted and they, their confidence is lifted. So the chances of them being a bully goes down. So they get to spread greatness around. So it's, the, it's that right there, impacting impactors is, is definitely one of the main focuses right now. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it's really about, impacting people. And, you know, um, I, I want to keep uh, everything that you have going on in mind. Um, and I know you've probably got a tight schedule today even with uh, everything that's going on. So tell people how they can reach out to you if, if they hear this and uh, you've touched on something that they, they touched their heart and uh, just share with them your contact info and uh, how the, they can best get in contact with you. Um, we can do one of a couple things. I can either give you my, my website or I can give, I have a gift. I mean, if you, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, there's nothing for sale on or anything like that. It's completely up to you how you want to handle it, Chris. I, and, and it's completely up to you. Oh, you're giving um, away gifts? 
Wow. <laughs> Look, at, there, there's some people looking. They need something because they're um, because they've been outplaced, outsourced, or downsized, or put out of business. Maybe this would be something that could help them and give them hope. So, why don't you um, give them your website and uh, where they need to go for the free gift? All right, cool. Let me make sure that this works. And it looks like it is. Okay, great. <laughs> Sometimes I don't remember my own sites. So I have, I put together a uh, five steps to an extraordinary life. And what it does is it, it addresses our direct habits that brought us here. And it allows you to see what they're doing. And then and it gives you a process to walk through them to create and transform those habits into something that is conducive to the life that we want to live. Uh, whether it's personal, relational, um, fitness-wise, spiritual, uh, whatever it is, business, it doesn't matter. Uh, so that is unlockingyourinnergreatness.com forward slash the number five steps. Unlockingyourinnergreatness.com forward slash five steps. Really simple. Um, I've heard some really great things that people come out the other side. And, and if you follow it, you don't have a whole lot of choice except to see that transformation happening. So it's, it's a lot of fun. I put a lot of time into it, my wife and I did. That's great. I want to thank my guest, Steve Krivda, and I want to thank you all for watching. Please like, share, subscribe, depending on where you're watching, and check out Steve's link. Uh, what was it again, Steve? I'm sorry. That's okay. I, I had it. I forgot it. That's all right, man. It's unlockingyourinnergreatness.com forward slash five steps. All right. Unlocking your inner greatness forward slash five steps. Thanks so much, Steve. And y'all have a great day. And remember, it's not where you've been. It's where you're going. Mm. Have a great day. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, Steve.